Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. How are you, man? Not bad. So, what's going on? What are we doing? Uh, what's wrong? Oh, well, <laughs> as, Where to as, start? Per usual, as per usual, I'll, I, I can start by complaining about my wife. No. <laughs> Complain about what? About the wife. She's, oh, God, um, dude. She She's has got one. She, Yes, I know, but he has, um, ever since I started doing this, she has started, uh, and I know she's trying, you gotta make it better, you gotta be able to have, it has to have a point. <laughs> well, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. Because, I mean, how many comedy podcasts do you know that are just comics talking about comedy stuff that if you're not in the comedy scene, you don't <laughs> understand or care? <clears throat> True, but it's it's his mind. It's, it's not for her. I know, but Everything she's else is for her. You know that day you said I do. That means you don't have anything no more. <laughs> I have a very vague recollection of that day. It's um, it's a bit hazy now. It's um, it's a long fucking time ago now. Oh. But anyway, how are you, man? Are you doing? Um, are you doing anything comedic right now? Nothing, eh? Because um, I'm starting on my podcast uh, March 22nd. Yeah. Um, and it's back to interviewing weird, twisted people I know. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I got going on. Uh, I got a girlfriend. Hey. That, yeah, I got a girlfriend and two cats. And two cats. That. For some odd reason, are playing with the wires. So if all of a sudden I go out, it's them. <laughs> <laughs> they like to play with wires and pull shit out. Oh yeah, yeah. I love them dearly, but they're fucking crazy. Yeah, I haven't had good luck with cats, sadly. Well, I'm a dog person, so I don't know how I ended up with two cats. Yeah, I'm a well, I'm I'm kind of an everything person, but um, yeah. I'm allergic to dogs now. I had a dog oh. for almost sixteen years. And, um, when she was about 12, that's when my body decided, nah, we don't think you should be hanging around dogs anymore, which was, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, a pain. Sucked. that's fucking sucked. Yeah. Oh. It was terrible. But, and then she had to go over the last four years of her life thinking that I didn't love her as much as I used to. Oh. So that's moderately tragic, I think. <laughs> moderately. Yeah. Just moderately. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yes, a little bit. Oh. So are you guys doing like Vancouver's open up a little more than we are in Ontario? No? No. See, this is the thing. It, it, this whole, um, the whole COVID pandemic um, was actually last year was really good for me comedically. <laughs> because a lot of people, like a lot of the, the, the bigger regular type people just yeah. weren't around. They were just like, no, oh, I'm going to sit, you know. Because, I mean, there was maybe 10 people to a venue, you know, maybe 15, right? Oh, okay. Um, but, I mean, for me, I mean, that's... That's an audience. And humans? Holy shit. Um, so I did more I did more comedy shows. Like, actually, like, got booked on more shows last year than I had the previous three years. Okay. So, I mean, for me, it was like, it was going actually pretty well. It was kind of 
picking up steam a little bit and doing a bit more writing and feeling good about it and everything. And then Dr. Bonnie Henry said, no, 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 no. You can go to, it's really stupid. I just, I was just talking to Susan Thompson on the last episode. Um, yeah. it's, it's dumb because you can, I, I, me and the wife have gotten to the point now because we've been stuck in the fucking house for a year, right? Like it's, we're both working at home for a year. So you start going nuts, right? You're not seeing it. I mean, okay, we're seeing more people than some other people, right? Because my daughter lives up the road with her husband and their two children. So, I mean, oh, she moved out? Um, the oldest one. Oh no, no, the younger, the younger one is out too. Actually, technically, she's in, she's in university now. Okay, which one am I buying bagpipes for? Oh, that the was younger yeah, one. That's the younger one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> which, by the way, her birthday is when? <laughs> Fuck you. Um, okay. <laughs> I just I remember that. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I gotta get someone bagpipes. I remember I had to get someone bagpipes. The most annoying, annoying instrument I could find. <laughs> Well, she's got an accordion already. She doesn't need bagpipes. <laughs> How about a bagpipe accordion? We just combine the two. <laughs> it's funny that you're talking about bagpipes now because you have two cats. Yeah. You just squeeze the two of them. It makes the same sound. You think I could get them to stay sit still together long enough to grab both of them at the same time? <laughs> it took quite- three of us to get them to go to the vet to get them fixed. Shit. Are they are they just kittens or what are they? Oh, uh, they're one year now, like one year, twelve months. Yeah. And but because of COVID, um, the vets' appointments were like on Super hold. You couldn't get one, right? Right. And then uh, I I don't know what happened. There was a program. My aunt calls me up, and goes, you know, call this number now, get the cats fixed for cheap, and I'm like, okay. And I called up and it was like uh, sponsored by PetSmart. So I'm okay. going to plug their name because they got my cats fixed for cheap. Yeah. PetSmart. <laughs> PetSmart will cut your cat's balls off. Thank you, PetSmart. <laughs> but like it took three of us to get the cats in the cages to go. And even then they're like breaking out and <laughs> running around. <laughs> their, their names are Trouble and Chaos. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, totally, totally. One's cute and adorable, and she causes all the shit. And then chaos just rips shit apart. <laughs> are they are they both female or? Both, uh, both brother and sister. Brother, oh, brother and sister. Okay, so it's very important to get them both fixed then, because that's. Yeah, weird. for a while there, it was kind of like, hey, one has to be locked in the bathroom, one gets to come out. Yeah, because yeah. you know, I mean. He I, never. I, the male well, didn't start spraying, right? Um, he did a little. Oh. But like I had to throw out a couple of blankets and shit. But um, yeah, <sighs> it was a nightmare. It was kind of <laughs> like it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. I mean, even though I'm living in Hamilton, I do not want trailer trash kittens. Yeah, no, I hear, you. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. So the cats came before the girlfriend. Yes. Okay. Well, technically, no. <laughs> Here's the weird story. My girlfriend, Suzanne, um, we dated in high school. Oh. And then we went on a 30-year break. <laughs> Where she had a kid. <laughs> and, and then, you know, and because of the pandemic, not because of the pandemic, but because of the pandemic, we had more time. Yeah. She's working from home. I'm not doing shit. <laughs> um, 
So she comes over every weekend now and we live like a little happy family. And so, yeah, we always go, we joke like, we're just on a 30 year break. We're just on a break, you know, <laughs> 30 years. Ross we're and just Rachel. on a break. Oh. So yeah, so That's technically funny. the girlfriend came first. Technically, yeah. That's hilarious that your girlfriend's name is Suzanne. That's what? my wife's name. <laughs> oh shit. Are you allowed to call her anything but Suzanne? I can't call her. I'm not allowed to say her name. Why? I don't know. She's got a weird thing about it. I have to call her honey, baby, sweetheart, sweetie pie, honey, sweetheart. If I if I say Suzanne, she gets this weird cringe and she's like, what? No. Uh, it sounds weird. I'm like, I don't yeah, I don't know when it started, but it's um it's been a lingering thing. It's very strange. We have an odd, I mean. We've got a good relationship, and we've got an odd relationship too. Well, I've seen you guys together, and you, you're good together. Like you're, she comes to your shows. Yeah, she does from time to time now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, like none of my girlfriends would come to my shows. <laughs> Call well, me didn't and want. Them off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I did, but that's the thing. I didn't want. I didn't for a long time. I didn't want her to come. I didn't want anybody I knew to come. I'm like, just yeah. don't, I don't want to know. This is, I'm working shit out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I get that. I get that. My thing is, because uh, she wants to come to gigs and I'm okay with it on certain gigs. Like the higher gigs, the more professional comics, more. Yeah. There's people in the room gigs. There's a full audience kind of gig. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, more than welcome to come. Yeah. But when it's like comics for comics and you know some of the comics are going to be dickheads and be like, oh, look. It's the one girl in the room. Let's talk to her. Yeah. And so by the eighth comic going, so what's your name? Why are you dating TJ? It's like, all right, guys, do you have any material? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, so she thought I was just being like picky. And then I brought her to one and she's like, yeah, don't ever invite me to one of these again. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I told you, I told you. It's like, the, even the bartender wants to leave. Like, it's just, you know, those rooms where it's just yeah. comic after comic and no audience and they're just working on the same five minutes. Yeah. And, and especially, any audience is there, they're picking on. Yeah. And especially if it's like an open mic situation, it's like, for sure, don't bring people to that. Go away. No. Just like, unless you're bringing like, you know, six friends and they're going to sit in the one corner and they're going to drink and whatever. Okay, fine. Then maybe. But I'm sure as shit not bringing the wife and kid and whatever. No, no relatives. Fuck. Right. Oh, hell no. Oh. You can't live that down. <laughs> so how has the scene been in Vancouver? It's been interesting. There's been a lot of, um, uh, you know, Nina Wilder? No. No? Okay. Uh, well, she's, um, she and this other guy, JR, okay. um, they've been, um, they put together, well, she started, she started Laugh Wild thing and then Jay kind of joined her and they've been, mm. they were putting on like three shows a week. Oh, cool. Um, uh, they were doing one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday, one on Thursday. And it was all like, you know, amateur-ish, but I mean like booked, you know, so I mean oh. like you knew who was on the thing. They did some pretty good job advertising and whatnot on Facebook and Instagram, all this stuff. Um, and they, I mean, they were, they were picking up, they were the same thing, right? They were picking up steam. Like they had started it, they were picking up steam with it. And it was like, this is, this is really cool. And then, um, you know, they, then they shut down everything. Cause you know, you can go to a restaurant at whatever capacity and you can go to a bar 
and whatever, but you can't be laughing apparently when you do these things. Uh, well, then that's great for Vancouver Comedy Scene. Yeah, so like, no, I think it was November, like early November, they just went, nope, sorry, you guys yeah. can't have anything going on. And it's like, fuck. And it was remember, not like. I remember my last show was November 12th. Yeah. It was Suzanne's birthday. And uh, I serenaded her from stage. <laughs> like all the comics were kind of like that's cheesy but every woman in the fucking room oh fucking loved it yeah yeah oh i mean i didn't i didn't take my whole set i did my set and then took the last 30 seconds to sing her um uh, what was it what was the song fuck uh you oh so it wasn't just happy birthday no no, no. You this is like a real song so beautiful to me can't you see and every girl loved it every guy was like thanks dick now i gotta fucking do something for their birthdays and uh yeah every male comic was like you fucker yeah now i gotta do this to my girlfriend and yeah but again i mean she it's her birthday and you know i sadly i love it Sadly, oh, buttercup, and yeah, and you know, she 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 treats me right. She treats me well. She takes care of me. She helps me out. She, yeah. So it was kind of like it was a minor thing to do to embarrass myself on stage, which I do on a regular basis for her. And that was my last show so far. Oh well, that's. I mean, as as a you know a last show for now type thing. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's Hamilton's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's been like, a it's like Abbotsford. Yeah, it's been a very long time since I've been in Hamilton. I because I lived in Ontario. I lived in Burlington until '91. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, and then uh, so I went to I went to high school in Hamilton for like one year, mm -hmm. and then. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember very much about it, but I do remember the kind of, it is, that does have kind of that Abbotsford layout of, it doesn't know whether this is going to be, is this an industrial town or is this a, you know, it's not, there's nothing quote unquote refined, put it that way. Hmm. Someone asked me to describe Hamilton and I do this now on stage to a Hamilton. <laughs> it's, it's like a trailer park with a transit system. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Jerry Springer show waiting to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it has the bones to be a really good scene. Yeah. It's just, they don't, I don't know. I can mean, everybody's like talking tough and, you know, like, oh, Hamilton's ghetto and gangster and like, oh, don't go down Barton. And I'm like, Google East Hastings. Yeah. And then we'll talk. Google, like, I'm trying to explain to them, like, I used to have to step over Fred, who was the heroin addict that hang out in front of our building and would sleep in our doorway. And so we built him a little shack on the side so he wouldn't sleep in our doorway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm trying to explain, going, have you ever ever stepped over a heroin addict to get into your own apartment? <laughs> no, <laughs> fucking relax. That's you know, like... Google East Hastings, and then we'll talk. 
I just realized I don't have my computer plugged in. Oh, so you're enough. coming with me on a tour. Okay, cool. <laughs> this is this is my man cave that I'm working on. Okay, cool. I just put all this flooring in. Oh, cool. I'm definitely going to have to get some kind of carpet because it's echoey as fuck now. Well, is that where you're going to start doing your podcast? Yeah, yeah. When I can actually have real humans in in the same room as me again, you know. Well, where are you living? Where you, uh, Coquitlam or? Oh no, we're in Langley. Oh, okay. Well, Langley's not so bad. No, I mean, it's not, not that far of a commute. It's not that far at all. And um, it's just that uh, with all the COVID restrictions, people yeah. are still. I mean, not the people that I talk to are they're they're fine, but my wife is a little bit. I don't know. Should we have people? Well, we share this is the thing. We share grandchildren, right? Yeah. So my my son-in-law's parents are uh, a little wary of the whole, you know, so we're trying to keep our bubble as small as we can kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I go out for a beer, you know, with my buddy across the street here, but I mean, we're, they're also in a very tight bubble as well. So it's like, it's a pretty small thing. So. Yeah. But, um, and then yeah, again, you don't and, know where some of these comments have been. Well, this, this is very true. This is very <laughs> true. <laughs> I mean, I know where I've been, and I'm afraid of that. Yeah. Jeez, get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> you know, fuck. So, okay, so you've been doing, you were, do, were doing shows in Hamilton, but were you getting out to Toronto at all, or is that? Uh, once in a while. Just um, once I'm in a while? Getting out to Toronto a little more. Um, like, when I first got here, I basically focused on my dad. Right. And taking care of him. Yeah, yeah. And when he passed, it was kind of like, okay, because I didn't know if I was going to come back to Vancouver or move to Toronto or stay in Hamilton. And then I looked at prices in Vancouver and I was like, <laughs> ha, ha, they're still crazy. Um, and then I looked at some places in Toronto, like borderline Mississauga, Toronto. Right. And they're coming down, but I have a pretty sweet place in Hamilton for a decent price that allows pets. Yeah. And my neighbors are not that crazy. Like we've only had the cops once in the two years I've lived here. So that's got to say something. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I mean, that's a t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> cops, cops only twice. came once. <laughs> oh, and that was a hilarious story. Let, let me tell you that story in a minute. Um, so I'm going to stay put in Hamilton. For now, debating if I want to move out west or Toronto. Right. But Toronto right now is just as dead as Hamilton or deader because they're in a bigger lockdown. Right. And uh, Vancouver is like, fuck, I can't afford that. Like a bat rooms, like a bedroom with no pets, nothing is a thousand dollars. Yeah. And I'm like, for a room. Fuck yeah. you. I, like, I got a bachelor for that price. We can get yeah. one bedrooms in Hamilton for that price. So yeah, nah. But okay, so I'll tell you the one cop story. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was the uh, front apartment. And uh, he was a weed dealer, right? So people were coming in and going. We didn't mind that, as long as they were respectful. And I mean, he's pot, so it's not 
they're not like crazy. Well, I'd go down to the pub downstairs and hit on women. So one night, from what I've heard, he brought home a married woman. I know. And then did his, you know, I, I, the walls are not that thin here. <laughs> um, and then the next night or like two days afterwards, he went downstairs. She was there with her husband and they got into a fight. And then he's like, okay, this scene, I don't want to be part of. So he comes upstairs. She comes upstairs banging on his door. He's in tow fighting in the hallways. He opens the hallway door. She bypasses him, shuts the door, leaves him and her husband out in the hallway. Right. And he's like, I got to get into my place. And so the husband is like, you know, well, like, I don't want to fight. I got warrants. And he's like, I got fucking a pound of pot in the apartment. So I don't want to call the cops. So she calls the cops. Both husband and, uh, and, and the dealer are taken away for a bit. Set bail. <laughs> and I heard it all. <laughs> I don't understand. Well, it was a domestic disturbance. No, I understand that part. Why was she there with her husband? Uh, they're down in the pub. And um, they were fighting because I don't know what happened. She said, uh, I slept with someone. And at that moment, he walked in. <sighs> and it was like, and he didn't know she had a husband. So, you know, it's kind of like Hamilton. It's a soap opera. It's a Jerry Springer show waiting to happen. <laughs> and I'm like, I turn off the TV and all I hear is, well, I don't want to call the cops. Fuck you. I don't want to call the cops. I'm not fighting you. Well, I don't understand why she called the cops. That's the thing that's really screwing me up. The like, husband kind of got a little rough with her. Okay, well, the, the, oh. So, but she's drunk and she's oh. like, she wants to get both of them in trouble, I think. I don't know. Dude, if I... It's a drunk woman thing. Yeah. 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 Drunk woman thing. Not thinking things through. That's That's typically a drunk thing. And then if you add woman to it, then it's, yeah. No, whoa, I don't. whoa, whoa, whoa. <clears throat> Dude, we might get canceled. Don't be sexist. Don't hey, be sexist. I, I, I was a bouncer. I had to kick out more than my fair share of drunk women. Yeah. And men say nonsensical shit and do nonsensical shit when they're drunk and you're kicking them out. Yeah. Women, when they're drunk and you're kicking them out, say the most hideously of like, bouvoir. I mean, if I had cameras on on phones have gotten so much better than yeah. what they were, you know, ten years ago even, and it's just it, it, it's astounding to me the amount of times that people I know probably should have gone to jail. Oh man! If, uh, if there had been someone with a proper, properly good iPhone camera filming, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just the mentalness of it all. Oh, dude, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Psychotic. <laughs> but that's the world we live in now. No, it's everyone's like, you know, it's like, oh, wait, throw the punch again. Throw that punch again. <laughs> it's like, here, throw the punch again. All right, got it. And, you know, just crazy. So uh, that Vancouver scene, I'm kind of curious because I'm not 
pretty much I had to block or ban um, half the scene. Is it still as woke as it was before? Because I know um, the guys from the comedy ring and a couple other comics are putting on labeled inappropriate comedy shows, which are great. Yeah. Um, do you know what's funny? I don't think I ever really got into the woke rooms. Yeah, smart move. Well, I don't even. I just, I, it wasn't a it wasn't a, a decision. It was just I never I never managed to get into anywhere like that. Like I got a, I don't know. Would you consider Susie Rossum's shows to be on, a, on the woke side? I mean, the the she has a, a um, like a standardized email that she sends to you when she when you're booked, right? Don't do this, don't do that, blah 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 blah. But it's like I've said some pretty weird shit on some of her shows, and it was fine. So. I don't know. I think there's a weird. I mean, I was there, very yeah. Would like, I never got into the Little Mountain Gallery. No. Um, they had their own crew, their own thing. I want nothing to do with that. Yeah, I've never, I've never gotten in there. I never got in um, uh, the Kino. I still have never done. Assuming they even survived this, because they were going under. That's the thing. We don't know. Who's going to survive? What venues are going to survive this? Yeah. So it doesn't really matter if you're woke or not. Can you? Are you? Is your bar going to survive? Can you afford to stick around? The House of Comedy was having a hard time because they uh, they just took over that venue, right? I mean, because yeah. it was Laugh Lines before that. Mm -hmm. um, they took it over too close to, like they they, they hadn't been quote unquote in business long enough to qualify for any of the grants or anything like that. So they're, they're, that, that spot is hurting. And I, I swear, if they fucking go down, I'm going to be so upset. Yeah. Because that was, you know, that was my Tuesday. That was my whatever, my Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever days it was. Um, what about Fo Fox Theater? I don't know. I don't no? know. Remember like the little projection room upstairs? Yeah, no, I never been in there. And I, I, I don't know. I think I heard something. Yeah, I think all of them are doing, they're not doing great because they can't even, I mean, there's, I mean, even like uh, Hood 29, which is like a little. Um, uh, it used like, to be a uh, cottage bistro, right? Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, up on me. Yeah, he's he's put he's put it up for sale. <laughs> yeah. Because he can't, well, he can't stay up. And he, I mean, they took away, you couldn't even do, because um, he had a, he had a good weekend lineup because he had, he had comedy Friday and Saturday nights and then half of the night on Saturday was live music and then Sunday night was live music and that was keeping them alive and yeah. then they said well no live performances because live performances leads to the devil oh sorry you know what I mean like well the Rio to be like and thank god for the girls at the Rio power to the people they decided to become a sports bar yeah and then they get yeah. screwed they get they get um, uh, they had somebody else uh, trying to take some other arts thing away from them because they did that. Yeah. Because they were trying to fucking survive. It's like, what the fuck? You know, you see, it's one hand gives and the other hand takes away. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't understand it. I mean, I mean, I do understand it from the fact that it's the government. And they don't actually care about you and they don't actually know what they're doing. No, they don't. Right. But on the other hand, it's still, it's just, it's baffling to me how there's, these things cannot simply be 
Surely well, someone has a brain to figure some way to figure this out, to, to work out these things. What I don't understand is landlords. Like, okay, I understand businesses are hurting and, you know, they're, they're having trouble paying rent. Great. Like, I mean, it's not great, but it's shit. Yeah. So, I mean, as a landlord, if you talk to the bank, if the government said, listen, we'll talk to the banks, ease up uh, some or layaway programs or whatever. And if you're a landlord, do you, do you want a business in there that's going to thrive after the pandemic or an empty slot? Yeah. You know, that you're not going to be able to rent out because no business survived this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering that as well. I always, I always wonder that whenever I see, you go by the whatever strip mall, right? Pick a place. And, and you see a spot that's been empty for fucking a year and a half. And you're like, you're paying, I know for a fact they're paying property tax on that and they're probably paying a hefty mortgage on it as well. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you want to get, like, it's just, yeah, it seems there's, there, there doesn't seem to be any like long-term planning kind of, you know, like if you, if you build a really cool, like strip malls, especially I think are, are bad for this yeah. because they, they seem to be like, oh, I'm just going to put this in here and that in there and nothing makes sense together. You know, like if I owned, oh, in the fucking weird imaginary world, if I owned a strip mall, I'd be like, you'd want to make it into a cool place for a lot of various people to come. You know what I mean? You'd yeah. want those cool, you'd want the niche boutique stores, but then you also want the, you know what I mean? And I understand it's not so simple. It's not so easy to just get in, you know, the tenants that you want. And it's a lot about the location and whatever, but. I don't know. I feel I, in my limited understanding of such things, I, I often feel like they're very short-sighted. Because I've had a few friends. I've had my like my my friend. Uh, he fucking he he started a business. One half of the of the the, the thing was um, martial arts, you know, mixed martial mm-hmm. arts and jujitsu, and the other half was a yoga thing. And the yoga side with his girlfriend at the time, the yoga mm-hmm. side wasn't working out. Wasn't working. This side was doing great. This side, nope, sorry. So he tried to go, hey, can we, because they had separate doors. It was two units, right? So he goes to the landlords and said, listen, it's not working out. Can we break the lease on that side? And I'll st- I'm, I'm still here. This, this is going great, whatever. And they said, no, fuck you. You owe us balloon payment of blah, blah, blah money. And they kicked him out. They kicked him out of both sides. Like, they're not thinking. They think, rent this month and not thinking rent from a year from now, like a steady rent. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Vancouver, uh, downtown, when I, before I left two years ago. Two and a half now? Okay. Um, yeah, it's been a while, brother. Fuck, time flies. <laughs> um, yeah, so, because I was doing moving gigs and shit, so I noticed people moving out of Vancouver. And we'd go to con- like neighborhoods where it was like four to one occupancy. So for every four condo, one was occupied. Right. So the streets were dead. And these little like restaurants and stuff, um, you know, they're like, they go in there thinking, great, walk by traffic. We're going to be busy as fuck. But they're dead. Yeah. And so they're foreclosing. And so it becomes a, a ghost town. Like nobody can keep staff because they can't afford to pay them because they have no business because their neighborhood's dead. Yeah. 
And yeah, it's just like, how can Vancouver survive? Like, it'll just be, how can people afford to pay the rents they're paying? Well, and then, yeah, and then, then they're still building. Yeah. They're throwing up high rises every fucking where. Yeah. And it's like, so it's oh. Gonna be, um, it's going to be like a ghost town. It's so strange. It's yeah. so weird. It's the same thing over here. So like in Langley, they've got like there's a huge swath of land that used to be just forest and farms. Yeah. Right. It's like four blocks away from here. And now both sides of the road have been completely just, just like there's like 12 story fucking um, uh, apartment buildings, condominium buildings. And that road has not been <laughs> A serviceable road for like the last five years. It's just like thunk, thunk, bunk, 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 thunk, bunk. They're just constantly tearing it up and then bullshit patching it. And they're not building infrastructure. They're not making the roads wider. They're but they're they're shoehorning in like a hundred and forty thousand fucking living, whatever houses and condos, or or you know space for one hundred and forty thousand people. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's the traffic is shit now. When they're done all that and people actually move in, it's going to be insanity. It's going to be so much worse. Yeah. Like they're not really planning ahead. They're just, oh, there's a plot of land. Let's build on it. Yeah. And it's not, that's the thing too. It's it's not like small, you know, uh, from the ground up people who have built up a little bit of a business and they bought a piece of land and, you know, they're, they're working on everything and building it up. No, it's like a massive corporation that has a fucking shitload of money and then they just buy a big thing and then they hold on to it for however long and then they sell it and another massive corporation builds all this bullshit up. Not thinking of, you know what I mean? And they're just, and they're not building neighborhoods. That's the thing that's, start, that's really starting to drive me crazy. Like it's just fucking Langley. Okay, this isn't downtown Vancouver where space is at a premium. It's like, build a neighborhood, please. And when I say neighborhood, I don't mean the neighborhood that we almost bought into in Cloverdale, where the houses were this far apart. Yeah. That's not a house anymore. You know what I mean? Like, you may as well just fill this gap in and make it a townhouse. Like, if I can hand my neighbor toilet paper out the fucking window, that's not... definition of a house house is a, is something you can walk around with your arms out on the side you know like i can walk like me right now i can walk around my house like yes yeah. and i'm not hitting anything right they don't build neighborhoods like this anymore they build massive executive quote-unquote executive neighborhoods and then they build these fucking condo projects that are all just slammed together there's no in between who's buying all this people who don't want to live in vancouver anymore yeah, I know, but they're like, <sighs> it's just the economy's fucked. Like when the when the crash happens, yeah. which I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet with the pandemic. Because I mean, how are you supposed to keep up? What was the average rate they were saying? Someone said affordable housing was 2100 for a one bedroom in downtown Vancouver. Fuck that. Yeah. Now... With a pandemic going on and serve only being 2000. Yeah. How long is that going to last? Yeah. So. And what, what are these people eating? <laughs> yeah. Like when, cause I remember living in Deets and working at the homeless shelter. It was like, um, 
empty condos everywhere. Every homeless shelter was full with a waiting list and every park had tents in it. Yeah. Something's wrong here. Something's not working out. <laughs> Something's not working out. Somebody fucked up because affordable rent, if you Google that, it means you can afford to pay your rent and live. Yes. Yeah. They're, not, they're forgetting the and live part. Yes. They're forgetting the and live. Yeah. Uh, a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's just stupid. I'm, I think Vancouver... Like downtown Vancouver is going to go through some really rough patch soon. Like maybe five, 10 years of like empty condos, ghost town until rent becomes more affordable for people. Yeah. That's the weird thing. I don't know. Like we just had to do our, you know, they have those, they, they input, put in that thing where you have to declare that you live in a place, right? Like you're, yeah. if you owned, like, because we own this house. You have to declare that this is your primary residence. Mm. Otherwise, they tax you more. Yeah. Right? So both me and the wife, for some reason, both of us had to do it. It couldn't just be, you know, combined. <laughs> you have to go online. It's not a big deal, but it's just, this, it's another one of these bullshit paperwork governmental things, right? It's like nonsensical yeah. garbage thing. And it's, that's supposed to stop people from buying, you know, from foreign investment, buying up property and whatever. But I don't know... I don't think that's very been very effective. I mean, if you, I mean, who owns all of these places that are that are empty, right? Like, and they're just sitting there. A lot of foreign investors. Yeah, just parking Chinese investors parking money out here. Yep. I mean, it's not working, right? No, because again, the people that actually live in Vancouver can't afford to live in Vancouver. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. How homeless is going through the roof? You know, and I mean, granted, if I was going to ever be homeless again, I would pick Vancouver because it's nice. You know, it's it's putting a tent in Toronto, a little cold come October, November, December, January, February, March, a little cold, a little cold, like fucking cold, fucking cold. Not live in a house. Well, an apartment. And yeah, it's cold. But I yeah. vaguely re- I vaguely remember the winters. Yes. Oh. Vaguely. Oh, it's cold. It's cold. Um, fuck. I want to get deported to Mexico. <laughs> fuck LA. I've heard LA has gone to shit. Yeah. Every comic in LA has moved to Austin, Texas. Well, not everyone, but like I, I know a lot of them have. They're all kind of because uh, Rogan's got all these big plans, right? He's gonna. He's going to open his own club and yeah it must be nice to have that kind of money just be like yeah it's gonna fucking do this <sighs> okay well, apparently because a lot of my friends in la were telling me that are moving out out to austin were like la's dead i mean besides the forest fires and the rioting yeah taxes are through the roof and homeless is getting crazy yeah yeah. It's like Vancouver, but with history. Yeah. <laughs> like with the Comedy Store and Laugh Factory and all these films that were shot there. And yeah, they're just scaring people away. It's, yeah, it's a really weird... 
And then you have the juxtaposition of Texas, where they just the the, the governor just said, "No, we're not having a man, no more no more mandatory masks, and we're opening everything." And blah blah blah. Yeah. And it's funny that he does this like now when they're covered in snow and or they were covered in snow just a second ago. Yeah. You no, know, and it's, <laughs> it was freezing in the power. It's like oh, interesting. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking is. Um, okay, so all these Texas comics are like, oh my God, shit, like losing their shit. And the Canadian comics that like moved down there, like, I'm putting on shorts. This is nothing. Let's do this. <laughs> the Canadian comics. Like, that... no, fucking did it as a kid. Let's do this. <laughs> the Canadian comics are finally comfortable because yeah. the rest of the time they've been sweating their balls off because it's so fucking hot in Texas. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing that make I, I, because I'm a fucking idiot. I'm constantly going on Zillow. You ever been on Zillow? No, what's that? It's like a realty site for the States. Okay. I'm constantly going on Zillow and looking up like 500 acre properties in Texas. Like, like oh, this is a 40 minute drive to Austin and it's $750,000 for like 150 acres and some fucking ungodly beautiful fucking house, like gigantic ranch house. I'm starting to call. I'm, I'm starting to call. Dude, I was looking that there was a place that was close to Waco. <laughs> Can it you was get gorgeous. The Waco place? Yeah, Can you... there was a, there was a, there was this fucking, it was beautiful. It was, it had like a little, it had like a creek or a, like a part of a river or something running through the side of it, and so it had like more greenery than anything else around it because everything's fucking dry. But it was beautiful, and it was like it wasn't that much money either. It was like. I, I could have afforded if I if I got what I wanted to get for this house, I could have afforded to buy it. You know what I mean? Sure. But yeah, um, can you, can you get like, fucking Texas? It's so hot. Yeah, I know. It's so hot. Well, there is always Arizona. Arizona's fucking hot too. I keep you know what? I I do have, and it's just because the wife and I which um, we did it. We did a trip to Yellowstone. Mm. Um. We went there like, when the fuck was it? Was it early spring? It was early spring. So it was still getting cold out, right? Like the first night that we were in, in the park, uh, we're, we're camping <laughs> in our truck tent and it was like minus four. <laughs> and I'm sitting in the, just, oh. where, where was this? Yellowstone National Park. In Wyoming. What state is that in? I'm sorry, what province in America was that in? <laughs> I think it straddles like Montana and Wyoming. Kind of okay, so yeah, cold. still north. Yeah, but it was cold as fuck. But we had to drive there. We drove there. We drove 14 hours straight there. And then on the way back, we were, we were making stops in places, right? So we're like in mm -hmm. Bozeman. We went to Missoula and Montana and whatever. All these beautiful places. And then we ended up in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Beautiful? Fuck yes. Okay. Like, the city of Coeur d'Alene is like, it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's big enough to be called a city. Okay. But it, it's quaint and, and cute enough to be like really warm and you know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. like, oh, it's hard to describe. It's, it's just fucking really cute and really cool. And then okay. the surrounding area it's fucking gorgeous because it's right at the top of Lake Coeur d'Alene. There's a big fucking lake that goes way south but below that. And there's all these beautiful little places all around there. And it's just like, I'm looking at that and I'm going, oh, I could live here. But can you move down there if you're not a citizen? 
Well, I mean, you could emigrate. Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, apparently they were talking about building a wall. So <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how that's going now. Keep all us Canadians out. Keep us all. I remember I was working the like the Canadian Open with this traveling band of like these guys that put up tents and stuff like for the golf courses. And they're all from, uh, they're all like from, not Texas, what's beside Texas? Arizona, New Mexico? New Mexico. I think it was New Mexico or Arizona. But they're all like uh, Guatemalan nationalists, right? So I'm working with this young Guatemalan girl. She's great, cute, young, you know, really nice, easygoing. And, but she's the boss. And so she's a teenager because her dad's one of the big guys. So she gave this, they gave her this little job, but she had like five or six of us under her command. Right. And she's all scared because she's like, how am I supposed to boss you guys around? And I'm like, well, you don't have to boss us around. You just got to lead by example. Like, tell us what you need done in a clear, um, authorizing voice. Like, don't second guess yourself. Just like, hey, can you do me a favor? I need that over there, move to there. And just be like, just lay it down. And every guy will listen. Yeah. Because you know, we, we all, like, we're all, we're all kind of under the understanding. Because again, this is Canada where we're like, okay, we'll get the job done. You know, we're not like the States going, I ain't letting no woman tell me, blah, blah, blah. And so she was blown away by like, how we were just working. And then I made a joke going, God damn, there was people coming up, coming over to our country. And she's like, oh shit, he's going to get racist. Damn Americans coming for our health care. I mean, she starts cracking up, going to beat them down with hockey sticks. We're going to beat them. But yeah, no, I mean, she was cute. She's like, she loved Canada. She like, this is the first time north of the border. Yeah. And she's like, you guys are completely different. Like the way I get treated up here is completely different than the way, you know, brown, like Spanish people get treated in South. Mm. And I'm like, well, we're Canadians. It's just whatever, right? And, you know. I think we get a different type of Spanish speaking people up here though, right? Yeah. In the States, people are very used to, the second they see anyone who looks brown and sounds like they're speaking Spanish, they immediately think Mexican. Yeah. Because they're, that's their border, right? Whereas we get, we do get a lot of, we get a lot of uh, Guatemalans and El Salvadorians and- Panama know, uh, Panamanians. Panamanians, yeah. I know a couple of Argentinians and I don't know if that's right. Is it Argentinians? Argentinians. Argentinians and like people from Brazil and shit. And, yeah. You know, but she was just blown away on how polite and nice Canadians were treating her. But when you, <laughs> like, when you when you see when you see a Panamanian, that sounds awesome. <laughs> oh no, my brother in law's one. Um, my brother-in-law's Panamanian. <laughs> That's why I said Panama. It's like Panamanian. Panamanian. Um, when you when you see someone from Panama, from El Salvador, or whatever, right up here in yeah. Canada you know for a fact they didn't get here by paddling a boat or hopping across the border, pretty much, right? You're, yeah. you're fairly well assured they came here the way you're supposed to come here. Yeah. Right. Whereas in the States, I think a lot of people are, and whether it's right or not, it's probably not. 
But I mean, they, they think, well, you're here correctly. You're supposed to be here. Or did you just come across the thing with a coyote? Because people are inherently selfish, right? You're inherently yeah. self-interested. You're, you're, and whether, whether it's, you know, it's always so silly when people say, oh, immigrants are blah, 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 stealing our jobs and blah, blah, blah. It's like, you, did you want to work in fucking McDonald's? Did you want to work, you know, picking berries? Did you want, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's stuff you didn't want to do because you were born here and your parents worked. Your parents were probably immigrants at some point too. And they spent fucking most of their life trying to make sure that you didn't have to do the shit that they're doing. Well, they come here for an opportunity of a better life. Or not here, but the States. Yeah. And then they realize, fuck that and come up north or to Canada going, I'm going to have a way better life up there. Um, but they kind of, they come thinking there's going to be a better life in, in the States. And so the first generation busts their ass, have two or three jobs, you know, try to establish and send the second generation to school yeah. and say, you know, have a better life and push it forward. And yeah, that divide in the States, because when I lived in LA for like, almost a year, like six months, little past six months. Um, you could tell the difference. Like yeah. the racism is cut with a knife. Like they're just, you are, you know, if you were, if you weren't white and born here, you're a foreigner. And I'm like, I'm Canadian, <laughs> leave me alone, <laughs> you know? And then once I started speaking, the, uh, the uh, Mexican nationalists or the Espanols, um, fucking, because they knew I was Canadian, right off the bat. They're like, wait, that's not an American accent. Where are you from? Canada. <gasps> oh my God, dude. And they're like, what's it like up there? What's going on? What's... <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, the States needs to work some shit out. Yeah, I think everyone, everyone everywhere kind of needs to work some shit out. I think we only see what we see, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's funny because if you go travel, you ever been to Europe at all? No, no. I want to. We um, we've been to Europe a couple times only because we followed my daughter there on her choir. Play. Yeah, you told um, me. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, like, it's it's funny. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of racism going on between countries that are right beside each other. You know what I mean? And they look the same. These are people yeah. that look the same. They ostensibly, to my ear, they speak the same, they sound the same, but no, they can hear each other. They all, they, everyone thinks everyone else is dirty or, or screwed up in some way because there's fucking history of this, that, or whatever. And it's just goofy shit that people hang on to. And I just, I think once you went, when people get together and they talk like actual humans, you mm -hmm. know, then everything's pretty much cool for the most part. I mean, some people are, yeah, more extreme. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it's a, it is, it is a weird phenomenon. I mean, I understand it from an evolutionary biology kind of state, but I like, I like how we think every generation that, that, that exists, they, they always think that they know better than the previous. Yeah. And yet they, we still fall into the same traps, right? We still fall into the same kind of tribalism kind of bullshit. We still fall into, people are still selfish and, you know, People are still sexist. Oh, we need to stop sexism. Well, sexism is never going to go away because we always will have sexes. And you mm -hmm. always will have 
someone who's resentful about something and you'll always have someone who had a bad parent or it, one, thing, one thing I would state and some people loved it some people hated it and some people called me a racist for it and I don't understand why um, when you make race a race issue like racism an issue like when you make race in a conversation an issue it becomes the issue yeah you know like if the news goes young black man shot by white cop, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. But if you said young man shot by cop, no one gives a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it was, well, I mean, they should give a fuck because someone was shot by a cop. Yeah. Well, they, but then they, when they place the issue, race in there, it just got from here to here. Yeah. And then it, it completely, like even just saying young man shot by cop, that's actually not enough information. Why was he shot by cop? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but then if you throw the, if you do exactly what you said there, right? You, you put the white, the white man shot the black cop, you know, yeah. then that completely takes away any chance of actually looking at the reasons for the incident, that particular incident. Yeah. Which is kind of yeah, it's and it's it, that's yeah, that's a fucking media thing, right? Like they, if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. Right, and if it and if it bleeds from a different color, different color skin than what made it bleed, then it's going to lead a little bit farther. And if it's oh, if it happens to be a female that was, you know what I mean? Like they, mm -hmm. anything the media can do to make something more salacious and more get more eyes on it, because they're all dying. All the fucking media, like. Newspapers are dying and regular, you know, CNN used to be something you can watch and be like, oh yeah, information. Now it's like, oh gosh. Same, same thing, Fox News. They're just two sides of the exact same coin. It's just all- Yeah. Well, I remember uh, when I was in LA and CNN would only have like three stories and they'd run it 24 yeah. seven. Only three stories. One story would die out, they'd add another story. So it wasn't really news as much as a repeat cycle of three stories. <laughs> and it'd be like, yeah, I got that. Now, is there anything else going on in the world? Yeah. And it wasn't the world. It was just the States. The three stories happened in the States and they'd switch. And so there was never really like a broad band, just boom. That's all you care about. These three things you should only care about. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, it wouldn't, I guarantee it would not be possible at all, but I wonder how different the world would be if, including the internet, no one was allowed to broadcast any news outside of the hour of six till seven. If that was the news hour, and the only anything, the only thing outside of that would be like breaking news. This happened exactly just this just now, and it had to be something like fucking like Maybe. JFK being shot kind of level of thing. Just, you know yeah. what I mean? Everything else had to be confined to that one hour, six till seven. Because then it would I don't I don't know. I think maybe. I think we've gotten very used to this whole idea that you you have the entire universe in your pocket. And you can look at anything you want all the time. I used to have a joke going, uh, so yeah, we live in the age of information, but all the information's wrong. <laughs> like we have the internet, which 
you know, it's a high, highway of information littered with potholes of lies. You know, it's just, so now instead of all the information coming at us, we have to sit and sort out and re research ourselves on what's actual facts, what's real, or what is, you know, straight up a lie. You know, and it's, if that's the craziest part about this generation, uh, Gen Z, yeah. they are never going to understand, uh, like, fact-checking. Fact <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you know, check what you hear. Because their, their, their idea of fact-checking will be duck-duck-go. Yeah. Right? So you got to avoid the Google algorithms, go to duck-duck-go, and you get the real information. Yeah. But it's yeah no I, I I totally get what you're saying there because it's I mean people have always had to try and figure out what was right what was correct what information whatever but yeah. I mean before the internet the damage that you could do <laughs> by by having an incorrect you know information or an incorrect thought and then spreading it to your local group I mean more often than not your local group would be like what the fuck are you talking about you know what I mean yeah. like if you had some really weird fucked up idea they'd be like what you're an idiot right and then you'd be like oh fuck and you'd shut the fuck up and the damage yeah. is limited it's really limited now you can go on twitter and you say something and there are going to be several hundred thousand fucking imbeciles who will actually lock on to that and go oh, i think he's got a point you know what i mean like it's just such a the, the internet is such an, an an exponential magnifier of who and what we are as a people yeah and, and it's really because we're so pre-programmed to, to like lock on to the negative mm -hmm. and to like be focused on and always just, even though there's 7 million things that are great that are happening right now, but this one thing, this one thing is awful. Oh, it's gonna infest my brain now and I'm gonna spread it up everyone else. It's, yeah, it's so fucking weird. It is so weird. Yeah. I, well, yeah, like, what was it? Um, once upon a time, they thought the world was flat. And then yesterday, someone agreed with that. You know, like. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, I do understand, but at the same time, I don't. Yeah. Really someone don't. also, someone, one of my friends made a, no, I don't think it was a joke as much as she was actually making a statement. But then I turned it into a joke. <laughs> and it was a little while ago, if. NASA had the same budget as the U.S. military, we'd be having landings on all the fucking planets in our system. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to fake all those landings. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And it's like, that's a lot of landings to fake. And then I don't know if, like, the news media is ready to cover all that shit. There's not enough warehouses. Not yeah. enough warehouses to set up green screens and that's a big budget. I don't know if NASA has that budget. But yeah, I mean, again, people took it as a joke. And then some people are like, I know there's like, always what? those people. Yeah. 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 Like, that's not funny. And I'm like, no, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I hate people who say, uh, no, that's, you know, that's not funny. You shouldn't be joking about that. I fucking hate yeah. those people. It's just like, oh, I was thinking about that. It's the Vancouver Forum stole thing. Um, I don't know because I haven't been on it in a million fucking years. Either have I. 
I, I got banned. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Which again, I don't really care about, but fuck it. Yeah, I don't know what, I don't even know. I don't, I didn't make any like conscious choice to not look in there anymore, but I should see if it's still up and running. I don't even know if it is. I don't know, well, some it, things changed like last year, right? Cause it's just like. Well, people lost interest. Like you'll probably see half the comics come back. Like actual people who were making a living Mm-hmm. will probably return um i'm thinking the whole woke movement will uh realize comedy is not the greatest platform for them to preach yeah and so they might not come back it's like this, is, when this people, is people stop listening to them it's an open mic night guys it's not a ted talk open mic like yeah yeah you know, and when it's not as political as it turned into yeah and i'm thinking they'll lose interest so we'll be back to like comics make comedy funny again make comedy funny again i think that's that's uh, i hesitate to call it a redeeming factor but the fact that people have been locked up in their houses Mm -hmm. for so very long i mean it's exacerbated a lot of you know, people who are spending too much time on the internet anyway and getting all kind of fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, also, I think it's given some, a lot of people, I know when we were still doing shows, people were really happy to be out. Yeah. Like the people who came out, like I even had, I even kind of made a joke about it just off the cuff one night. I'm like, oh, it's so, so nice to be out. And then I just stopped and realized what I had said. <laughs> like standing here with lights in my eyes, a microphone in my hand, I'm going, that's the oldest thing I've ever fucking said in my life. <laughs> it's nice to be out. <sighs> like an ancient fucking old man. But it's funny because it's true, right? And people were, were really receptive to, to the show. Yeah. It's exactly the fucking little valve off the pressure cooker that they needed. You know what I mean? And so this whole idea that they're like, oh no, we can't have comedy shows going. I mean, people are going fucking nuts. They're sitting in there. The people are, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going nuts. I don't have an outlet. Yeah. I used to have humans that I would interact with on a daily basis because I had a job, right? And I mean, I still have the job, but I'm doing it at home. Hmm. Well, <laughs> they was, uh, me and Suzanne's biggest date night was Fridays. We'd go to Walmart. Ooh. I'd dress up to go to Walmart. I never, there's people that used to go to Walmart in pajamas. <laughs> and there still is, but I'd actually dress up, shave, look good to go to Walmart because that's our date night. We're getting out of the house. We're getting out of the house. And I'm like, this is sad. This is, is so sad on so many levels. It's, you know what's sad? Yeah. It's, it's sad and it's adorable at the same time. I know. It's in the middle of the day, right? When I've mm-hmm. been sitting at my computer like this, and then I realized, oh, I've just been staring at the screen for the last 20 minutes and I haven't done anything. Okay, this is, I got to break this. So I'll get up. I will get tra- changed into, because I'm not going out in the sweatpants. Fuck that. I'll go yeah. put on some jeans. <laughs> I'll put on a fresh shirt real quick. Yeah. Because it's unbelievable how bad I stink. And then I'll walk around the corner to the wife where she's sitting there. And I said, do you got a meeting anytime soon? And she's like, no, I got a meeting in about an hour. I'm like, I'm going to go to Canadian Tire. 
and she's like, ooh. It's good to get in there. That's our outing in the day, right? Yeah. Like we went to Costco. We went to Costco the other day. We were at Costco for like an hour and a half. Not because there was a shitload of people in our way. No, because it was nice to be out. Yeah. Ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. That's what we've been reduced to. Yep. You can't go watch a movie. That thing drives me nuts. I mean, aside from the fact that all these movie things don't want to release their movies, right? Because mm. are we going to make the money back? Well, you're, you're holding on to them now. You're not making any money off them now. Just release them. What's the problem? And all, almost every theater that I know of, they all do assigned seating now. Yeah. So why not just have your assigned seating be, it's limited. You can only have, you have to have three seats in between and stagger it so no one's directly in front of each other. What is yeah. the problem with that? You know how much I would love to go watch a movie right now? I know. Gosh. We're running out of shit to watch on Netflix and, and Prime and Disney+. Plus. <laughs> I, I had a joke I wanted to sell to somebody. I, I'll tell it anyways. It's like, because I'm locked up. I, I'm writing jokes like crazy. It's like, Disney, dad watching Disney+, Plus, right? And then, you know, because you have Disney+, Plus, you have kids. And then you watch it a little late, and it's like Disney after dark. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And so the next time the kids are like, let's watch the Snow White. No, 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 no. Because now Snow White is destroyed for you. And the wife's like, what's wrong with, oh, wait, didn't you want me to put on a Snow White outfit for Halloween? And it's like, no, no. Well, Disney after dark. That would be a really good sketch. Yeah. That would be a really good sketch. And so you'd have like, you'd have the Disney logo there with the Disney plus sign. Disney yeah. after dark, it turns to an X. Yeah. And then it multiplies. Look, look. X and times X. And you're like, you know, and then the kids are like, let's watch Snow White. No, 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 no. You know how quickly you would be sued? oh god and ironically okay because the one thing a lot a lot of laugh laughing that's going on is uh you know disney canceling the girl from yeah. mandalorian yeah yeah you know and i'm like if you google walt disney and the nazi party of the 30s and, and, and late 30s early 40s he was a supporter yeah. of the nazi party yeah and if you google i saw a couple of pictures come up where Coca-Cola sponsored KKK meetings. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe before you get so woke, you yeah. should do some history checking. Yeah. And, and same thing, Henry Ford. Henry Ford, same thing. He was a great supporter of Adolf Hitler. Had a picture yeah. of Hitler on his fucking wall. And Hitler had a picture of Ford on his desk. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bromance from hell. I mean, that's a bromance in hell. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Big time. And so, yeah, maybe like, before you join the woke movement, you should check into your history. You know, like clear up some of your history. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking weird. It's just hilarious. I just thought it was hilarious. It's like, because again, now uh, me and Suzanne are watching uh, WandaVision on Disney Plus. Yeah. And I mean, we're into it. It's good. But yeah, back of my head is like, should I see Borton Walt Disney? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm speaking of WandaVision? Yeah. You know what I've been really enjoying? 
and it took a while to get the wife kind of into it she's kind of into it now which like the first three episodes are like like the really weird episodes where it's like sitcom-y and you know the Dick Van Dyke show and whatever yeah and the wife is kind of sitting there going what the fuck is this and I'm like just relax it'll get it'll get there don't worry um and I, it's funny because the Mandalorian did the same thing and like they're doing episodic, it's one a week, right? Yeah. And I remember having feelings like, fucking this is bullshit, you know, why can't they just release it all at once? Blah, blah, blah. But now as I've been going through them all, I'm kind of going, you know what? I actually, there's, there's an appreciation now that I have for that. Yeah. Because you, you don't just get to eat it all in one lump. You actually have to wait. And there's something to say, you know, and kids especially don't have that anymore. They don't fucking understand the idea of any idea of delayed gratification, especially not little, you know, teenage boys. Yeah. You know, they, their gratification's in their pocket anytime they want. You know what I mean? Like it's, so I've actually really been appreciating the fact that I have to wait a fucking week. Like it's one more day, you know, or two more days. And then Remember we get to watch the finale. Remember Sundays, everybody would sit and watch X-Files? Yeah. You know, and then Monday morning, everybody was talking about it at the job call. You know, yeah. so it was kind of like, they're never going to know that. Um, about watching it and then talking about it the next day with someone and your feelings about it. Because they just blew through a whole series in one night. Yeah. And then... It and makes then it next, hard. What? It makes it hard to talk to your friends about the shows that you're watching, right? Like, well, right now, me and my girlfriend, or like me and Suzanne, are uh, we're watching The Deuce, right? Which is basically, I would say, it's about the '70s sex trade industry in New York. Oh wow! Like, it's about pimps, prostitutes, the porn biz, and the progress of it. Right. So we made a deal because she. She has OCD and she just blows through fucking series in a night or two, right? Where I'm like, I'll watch it and then take a break and then watch it. And so we made a deal where we watch an episode and then we talk about it and then we'll watch another episode and then talk about it. And so it's something we're doing together. Right. And it's, it's, it's working, but man, is she impatient. She's like, have you watched it yet? Have you watched it yet? I'm like, hey, I, I, I don't have a life, but I have a life. <laughs> I got two cats to feed, you know? <laughs> yeah, the wife and I get into, into, into weird things where she starts watching a show without me. Yeah. And then she goes, oh, this is a really good show. You should watch it. And I, I'm like, I have to try and catch up like three episodes or something. Or like Nick, right now she's like, what the fuck is she? She's on like a, the, the last season of The Crown. Okay. I haven't watched any of The Crown. Like I've watched a little bit of it just because I've sat down beside her while she mm -hmm. was watching it. And I'm looking at him going, oh, very interesting. Yes. You know what I mean? But I don't know what the fuck's going on. I didn't follow it all the way from the beginning. And I don't really have the inclination to start now and watch the whole thing. Yeah. But we do have, we, we kind of try and do, well, what show are we going to, like right now we don't have a show to watch. Right, we just finished. We finished the last season of Ozark. Um, oh, sure. I haven't seen Ozark back. Really, pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then we watched all of Yellowstone on Prime on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Kevin Costner on television. I was like, oh, interesting. 
it's a really good show, but it's like completely unbelievable. It's like this, there's no fucking way. <laughs> All right, I'll check it out. They've killed way too many people. Someone would have noticed. <laughs> You'd be surprised. You would be surprised. Uh, like I watched, uh, what was it? Um, the Cecil, um, the Cecil Hotel in uh, New York. Okay. Where the, the, the girl from Vancouver disappeared. Okay. And they're just talking about all the homicides and death that's happened in the Cecil. And I'm like, like the Midnight, or the, uh, Midnight Strangler or Stalker, Riveras or something like that. He went on a killing spree in the 70s. And in in, I think it's, um, oh no, the hotel's in LA, sorry. And so he went on a killing spree in LA and like no one even fucking noticed. He'd walk around the streets of downtown LA covered in blood, take, strip naked to his underwear, throw his stuff in the dumpster and then walk up to his room. And I'm like, think anybody would fucking notice a guy covered in blood walking down the street? Nope. Or walking in the hotel in his underwear? Like, nope, didn't bother him. Cops were busy with a whole bunch of other shit. Yeah. It is weird. It is really weird. Yep. I don't remember who the fuck that guy was or where it was. Some, some dude built a hotel. Oh, it was the... Um, I want to say 1890-something World Fair in Chicago. Might have been. Where he built a hotel. It was a murder hotel. Yeah. He yeah. had all these secret doors in it and shit and traps and whatnot. That's a special kind of fucking psychopath. To build the whole thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, just imagine, imagine having that much of a desire to, to torture and kill people, but then having that much patience to design and build an entire fucking building. I mean, do you think he was killing people while he was building the building? I have no idea, like, Throw them in the kids cement? today, kids today just don't understand that, you know. Commitment, <laughs> commitment, God damn it. Commit to your homicides, commit. <laughs> like, I wanna be a cellular killer, but hiding bodies is too much work. <laughs> I had one joke. It's like, I'm going to be a serial killer one day. I know I'm going to snap and do it. I'm just not that prepared yet. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't, because I, all I got is a bus pass. It's hard to be a serial killer with a bus pass. You get on the bus, body over your shoulder. Yeah. Bus driver's now asking for two fares. And you're like, he's luggage. <laughs> you know, it's like, serial killing takes a lot of work. It's like, fuck. <laughs> Oh, and a van. A van is always a helpful thing. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I got to get going on with my life. How, I was uh, just going to say, um, whenever it finishes rendering and um, and I put it up. So sometime in the next day. <laughs> Send me a link and I'll start promoting it. Cool, man. Yeah. At some point, I will start putting together some type of, I don't know. Or not. Format, yeah, format might be okay. I think it might be all right. I like, I, it's, it's, you know, this is the, the biggest problem with it is that it, because I haven't been, been seeing people, I'm just happy to talk to someone. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. but yeah, I do have to put together some type of format. Well, with my, that filthy show, it started, like when I started the live stream, it was just like, all right, let's see if anybody will watch. 
Yeah. And then people were watching and commenting and then I started taking a life of its own. Like every project I do, I do the one first two, first few as a, well, let's see where it goes. Mm. And then it started going. <laughs> it started, you know, it was started being well received. And then I started building more of a format of how I book my guests, how we start the conversation, um, questions I random like continually ask. Right. You know, and then yeah, it just, you know, trial and error, have some fun with it. Yeah, well, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm just kind of like, I'm just gonna fuck around until I figure it out. Yeah. It's I'm just trying to work on the, the consistency of doing at least one a week kind of thing. So at we'll some point, there. maybe I'll be interesting. Yes. Well, you're always been interesting. You just gotta get other people to know you're interesting. Stop it. You're so silly. <laughs> all right i gotta go well thanks for you being on brother time. nice time and take care of yourself and i'll probably be in vancouver hopefully this summer to shoot a documentary oh nice yeah, yeah. well hit me up when you come to town and we'll uh, we'll actually hook up in yeah. real time person time well again we'll be have to say six feet away <laughs> fuck that i'm gonna lick your face all right talk to you later <laughs> bye bye oh brother Take it easy. Yeah. All right.